Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man Podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post. Next up, we have an iconic guest, Irvin Magic Johnson. He is my hero and a legend in sports and business. We're going to talk about his road to the top and the importance of taking care of others around you. Let's go. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man Podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post, a show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. Download the podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Leave me a five-star rating. Leave a comment. Who do you want to see on the show? What was your favorite episode? What was your favorite last call? I need your feedback. I appreciate the love. The Renaissance Man is about love. It's about healing. I want to hear from you. Download the podcast right now. Turn one of your friends onto the podcast. Turn one of your relatives onto this food, onto this healing, onto this knowledge, onto this love, onto this game. Leave a five-star rating. This week's theme is showtime. Knowing how to deal with the spotlight. You don't have to be a celebrity or a household name to experience a moment in time where people are actually looking at you, you, you to lead, to perform, to excel. Prepare, prepare, and over-prepare. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Have you seen my Instagram handle? It's Jalen versus everybody. You know why I use that handle? It's not that I'm not beloved. I feel the love. I appreciate the love. I'm forever grateful for the love. That's why I give love. But the reason why Jalen versus everybody is my handle is kind of a Detroit thing. I know you see people wearing the sweaters, such and such versus everybody, such and such versus the world. You know where that started? In Detroit. So when it was time for me to shoot a pilot loosely based on my life, after being on Fresh Off the Boat, I met Nanash Kakan, the executive producer. So after doing Fresh Off the Boat, Nanashka noticed something. I was doing a lot of phone calls about the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy in Detroit. I was also calling my daughters, Mariah and Gracie, in Atlanta. I was also calling my late mother, Jeannie Rose, in Detroit. My late grandmother, Mary Bell Hicks, in Detroit. And Nanashka decided we should do a pilot based on your professional and personal life. I agreed. But you know what I underestimated? I needed to take acting classes. It wasn't that I didn't act before. Check out my IMDb. 
but you still have to act for this role because you want to be your very best. And juggling everything I just said, I also took on an acting coach, read the script, learned the script. Anna Marie Horsford was a part of it. She was playing my mom. You know her from Friday. Marla Gibbs played my grandmother from 227, from the Jeffersons. Legends. They were in my pilot. I got a chance to act with them. I was nervous. I can't come to set and not know my lines. I got to be prepared. So you know what I did? I pretended it was showtime. I got in the gym and I practiced. I was taking my acting classes five days a week. I was focused and I was really proud of the final product. So much so, even though it wasn't picked up by ABC because they picked up Grownish. However, when it aired on ESPN during the NBA finals, while I was covering the Golden State Warriors and the Splash Brothers and Steph Curry and LeBron James and the Cavs, it was the number one trending topic in the world. Jalen versus everybody. So prepare today like your time is tomorrow. You'll never know when you'll get put in the game. Showtime is a state of mind. And no one knows quite like our next guest. He's an entrepreneur, Hall of Famer, member of the Dream Team, my hero and my friend. Next up, Irvin Magic Johnson. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post, a show, as you know, where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. Today is extra special for me. When I named this show Renaissance Man, I was just following the blueprint of my next guest. Our next guest is a legend in sports, business, philanthropy, and American pop culture. He entered the NBA in 1979, spent his entire career with the Los Angeles Lakers, where he not only showed the world what Showtime truly means, but how to treat others with respect and compassion. Magic Johnson is the best point guard, has the greatest smile, is the greatest human being to ever be affiliated with the NBA. Please welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast, my idol, Irvin Magic Johnson. What's up, Jalen? <laughs> really means a lot for you to be on with me. So as you know, probably besides someone with the last name of Johnson or even Cookie, I know everything about you. Okay, so please be patient with me when I ask her, ask questions that you know I know the answer. All okay. right. <laughs> okay, cool. Because we got a younger audience that are huge fans of yours. So at what point of your life did you know that you wanted to play basketball professionally? Well, Jalen, I think early on, you know, when I used to watch the games on uh, Saturday, college basketball on Saturday with my dad, and then the NBA on Sundays. And so, um, you know, we're sitting there just uh, watching the game. He's teaching me everything that's going on. 
And so I would say, you know, eight, nine, 10 years old, I knew I wanted to play basketball. I knew I wanted to play in the NBA. And then you, when you watch, you know, Oscar and uh, you watch Kareem because he was with Milwaukee, you watch all these guys play because back then you get to regional games. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be like them. I wanted to play in the NBA just like them. And uh, so thank God that my dreams came true. I put a lot of work in to get there. But uh, I would say that uh, it was early on sitting there with my father watching those games. I'm glad you mentioned Oscar because Russell Westbrook just broke his triple-double record in the NBA. And as a fan of the league, and a fan of yours, I always thought if somebody was going to break that record, it was definitely going to be you. I I really did. So when you see Russell do that and you think of the all-time great point guards, and for me it's, Os- it's, it's yourself, Isaiah, and Oscar, whatever way you want to take it, who are your top point guards of all time? And what do you think about Russell Westbrook eclipsing that record? Well, first of all, you and I know how difficult Jalen it is just to get a triple double. Yes, for real, for real. I had one. I played thirteen years. I just knew I was going to average a triple double. Exactly. <laughs> you know, because well, because you and I did it so often in high school and in college. So, so it's difficult to do it in the NBA. So, for him to break a record that I thought would never be broken, right? that shows you how great uh, Russell is. And also to average a triple-double for four straight years per season, man, it's just, he's definitely one of my all-time favorites, but he's also one of the all-time greatest point guards. It's just where will you put him, right? And so um, when you think about the two you named, I've always mentioned those two, Isaiah and Oscar, because of their greatness. And also, I'm so happy that Oscar also always helped young guys like myself, you, mm-hmm. help Russell, you know, so he paved the way in so many different ways, not just on the court, but off the court as well. Civil rights movement, all those type of things. And if it wasn't for Oscar and, and Muhammad Ali, Kareem, all those guys, we probably wouldn't have all made the money that we made, you know, in the league. And then also having the exposure and then being in households all over the world. And so uh, I want to just say, Russell, that's an amazing feat. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody else will come along because this brother is so active. Yes. The energy that he plays with and the activity you know, uh, I don't see anybody else coming along and being able to be that athletic, that strong, and uh, play that hard. All, all those things combined, right? <laughs> right. And so, so uh, my hat's off to, to Russell, and I want to congratulate him for breaking the record. And, and he's still young, so <laughs> this thing yeah. is going to keep going. <laughs> yes, it is. It definitely is. And I'm glad you mentioned Oscar because he helped author in free agency and Muhammad Ali. And we talk about the Ali summit and that iconic picture with Cap, Bill Russell and Jim, Jim Brown. Yep. But you also, with your magnetic smile and your style of play, helped catapult the NBA and mainstream America into believing that people that look like us could not only be great athletes, 
but also pitchmen and well-spoken and entrepreneurs. So what gave you the discipline and who gave you the opportunity to start on that path while you were a player? Well, I think, you know, first off, uh, Jalen, I think I looked at guys like Dr. J, you know, and so Dr. J, you know, was one of my idols. I wanted to be like him. He was charismatic. He had the, the Dr. J's, everybody as a kid wanted the docs, you know, you know? and so I, I was one of those kids, you know, and so when I saw him flying through the air, and then when I saw, saw the Iceman uh, poster, and him Ooh, sitting on two blocks of yes, ice, you know, yes. <laughs> in the great in the gray uh, uh, sweatsuit, I said, oh, man, that's, I want that. I want to yeah. be one of those guys, right? And so I have to say that I was trying to be, uh, copy those two guys. I wanted to be one of those guys who had that. You and I are fortunate, Jalen, because of this. We were change agents. There will never be a basketball team in college basketball that did what the University of Michigan did and Jalen Rose did, right? And so you changed college basketball, you know, the longer shorts, the, the, the black socks. You made it more fashionable while you were still dominating and while you were still winning the game. Well, before, everybody just cared about winning or playing the game. You guys said, no, we're going to take it a step further. We're going to add fashion to it. And so I tried to do the same thing. I wanted to smile. I wanted to be a change agent in the NBA. And thank God that Larry Bird and I came at the right time. We were able to change the game show a big man can handle the ball, make plays, uh, you know, make their teammates better. And uh, we were able to change the league at the same time. And him being on the Boston Celtics, myself on the Lakers, East-West, the whole thing just worked and exploded and the league exploded because of that. I'm so very fortunate as somebody that was raised, born in the 70s and raised in the 80s, and fell in love with basketball because as a Detroiter, we drafted Isaiah Thomas, and that was my favorite hometown team. Magic Johnson is from Lansing Everett. He's from <laughs> Michigan. Y'all got a chance to enjoy him in Los Angeles, but he's from my hometown, everybody. And so Larry Bird was my coach in the NBA. Wow. You three guys, along with Michael Jordan, basically embodied that era of not only winning championships, but killer instinct. So can you just talk about basketball in the 80s, as you mentioned, Dr. J, and your rivalry with Larry and Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas? Well, I think that's what made the game so special is because Dr. J was leading Philadelphia, right? You had Larry Bird leading Boston. So that was a rivalry between the two. And then at the same time, here, here come Isaiah and the bad boy Pistons, which was probably the best defensive team we've ever seen, right? And then you had Michael Jordan, who was just coming in, right? And so it, it the league was exploding at that time. And I didn't mention Portland with Clyde Drexler and all those guys. And then Dallas had a great team as well. Houston, Akeem and them were just coming in, but they came in much later. So the league was healthy. It had built-in rival rivalries. And so when you look at 
Philadelphia and Boston playing for those Eastern Conference Finals, man, that was awesome TV. And then, so Dr. J and them went down, and then here come the bad boy Pistons, and we hadn't seen a team like that when you have Joe Dumars at the shooting guard, and then you have Rodman and Sally coming in off the bench. Man, those, <laughs> you had to be careful when you drove to the basket, Jay. If you if you didn't look around, you get your head taken off by, by one of them guys, right? Mahorn, Lambeer, somebody's going to take your head off. And they made you earn your two points, right, at the free throw line. But at the same time, they played so well together and they were well coached. So I would say this. Look what happened, right? The Celtics won three with Larry. I won the five. Isaiah and them went back to back, you know, championships. Mm-hmm. And then they taught Michael and the Bulls yep. how mm-hmm. to win the yes. championship. See, everybody yes. got taught. And, right. and see, that's where young, young people don't understand. You just don't walk up and do it. You, yes. right? <laughs> you right. have to work. You had to put work in to be able to accomplish a championship and to be great at something. You continue to hone your craft, not only as an entrepreneur, and but also as a player. And when we see your greatness sometimes, even as a player, people underestimate the turbulence that you went through when you failed. And I remember a couple of times in Boston when the shot clock ran out and you lost track of time. And that offseason, you worked on your jumper. And you worked on the junior, junior sky hook. You worked on that shot. And can you talk about responding to that adversity on the floor and how it helped you not only as a basketball player, but it continues to drive you and your character today? Yeah, Jalen. You know, first of all, when we lost – in the 1984 finals to the Celtics after winning game one in Boston. And we had the lead to win game two. Mm-hmm. And Gerald Henderson steals the ball at the end and ties the game up. And the play you're talking about, you know, I've always excelled in every championship series. And then this was the first time I made critical mistakes for us to lose that championship. So I cried, Jalen, for three months. All summer mm-hmm. I cried because I let my teammates down. I was the reason why we lost the championship. Mm-hmm. But the first thing I had to do, Jalen, was identify to and, and say to myself, I'm not as good as I thought I was. I got to go back to the lab. I got to go back to work. See, self-evaluation is the hardest thing you had to do. A- any person had to judge themselves and be honest with themselves. Correct. And if you can do that, then you can improve. So basically, I was doing a SWAT of myself. What is that? Strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, right? And so when I did the SWAT, Jalen, I said, "Uh uh-oh, I got to go to work. I got to get my jump shot better. I had to work on that. I got to make sure that I don't make critical mistakes ever again. And so I improved over that summer. I started shooting a little sky hook. I worked on it every single day. Man, I was working out three times a day. Early in the morning, come back, get a little nap in the afternoon, then work out. Isaiah and I was working out at night at 12 midnight, man. Wow. (laughs) Hey, we were putting it in. And so God would have it that I would turn around in 1985, play the Celtics again, 
and we end up beating them because I got better and I didn't make critical mistakes. And so let me tell everybody out there, you're going to make mistakes. It's what you do when you make those mistakes is going to define who you can become and who you are. Yes, I made mistakes, but I got better. Mm-hmm. And I identified with to myself that, hey, Urban, you got to get better. And it's okay. So I would say to everybody out there, get you some mentors. Get you somebody who can tell you the truth, right, that that will tell you right from wrong. Not somebody go, that's always going to say yes to you. Some, right. Somebody that's going to say no to you, you know, sometimes. Right. And so that's what I did, Jalen. I just got better. I appreciate that SWAT and our audience is going to adopt that because I always say, like, when you look in the mirror, do you see yourself or your representative? That, that, that's the tough, is that, is that your agent in the mirror? Or is that really you? And you're a refreshing case for somebody, not only again, as an iconic athlete, you have a, you have 11 rings. Don't you got 11 rings? How That's many rings right. you got, Magic? I, I got I got 10. Well, I got five as a player, five as an owner, and now one with the Lakers as an executive. That's 11. Then I got one as the Sparks owner. That's 12. And I got now one with the Dodgers. That's 13 rings. So you're clearly a magnet of success. You're clearly a magnet. So what do you do if you're trying to build an organization or like put together a team or be the captain and leader of the team? Like what are some of those attributes you impart that have made you so successful? Well, I, first of all, I, I, I put a team around me to help me achieve my goals, right? Uh, when I first came out of basketball, I didn't know business. So I got me some mentors. That's number one. I got mentors who, again, helped me and developed me into a businessman. And then I read a lot of books, Jalen. I'm a reader. I like to read books. I like to, you know, I idolize guys, Steve Jobs, all these guys who were who were very successful. I, uh, what made them successful? What makes them tick? And uh, so I follow those guys, right? And so then uh, on the other side of that too, as well, I made sure that I told Dr. Buss, you as the owner of the Lakers, you have to be my first mentor. Teach me business. And sure enough, he explained business to me, Jalen. That's really how I got started. And so I owe him a lot for helping me while I was still a player, you know. And then I put a team around myself. Mm-hmm. Michael Ovitz, who was the most powerful agent probably ever in the history of agency, who, who started and built CAA, mm. he, he said to me, do you think you're the best basketball player? I said, yes. Then you got to get the best people around you the best managers, the best agents, the best accountants, those who don't need you, (laughs) don't need your money, right? Right. (laughs) but will be honest with you and can help you advance in your business career. That was really what got me started in business, Jalen. And I tell you, I am so happy because what I tried to do was prove the myth wrong that athletes can become businessmen, right? right? They said before that they were talking about, oh, we can only play on the field or on the court. Mm-hmm. You know, no way they can run a business or that. Look now, look at you and I. You Correct. own your own company. I Correct. own my own company. Correct. So we we are already 
So many people, Jalen, are proud of us. We are role models to so many people, not just in sports, but outside of that, because of what you have achieved, the shows that you own, and the thing, this right here, what you're doing right now, mm -hmm. because now that shows other minorities, not just black young men, but also Latino young men, yes. on and on and on, that they can do it. I've showed other that they can do it, people of color. So that's very, very important. So I'm just blessed, man. I got a team. I got people who are smarter than me, <laughs> who are hard workers like me, because I'm a hard worker. And I only want workers. I, I don't want people who uh, clock watches, who watching the clock. I want people who understand this word. And this is the word I live by, how to over deliver. So you have over delivered to ESPN. You have over delivered with your podcast and on, on it. You have over delivered with your school in Detroit. So all the things that you do see Jalen got his fingerprints and on, on it, right? You're involved. You're really right. involved. You're right. not a figurehead. It's just like right. me. I'm not a figurehead. Mm. I run my company. <laughs> I'm signing the checks, not an agent, not a manager. I know what happens. So that's very important. I said the vision here, we got to execute on that vision. I got a team to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's how I've done it, man. And also athletes and entertainers and those that look like us owe you a debt of gratitude because if you ever hear any of them speak, it could be from Michael Jordan to LeBron James. They're all going to thank you for breaking down those barriers for us because you broke down a lot of barriers. First off, you came in young winning championships. That just broke down every barrier. You just killed the expectation of what it's supposed to be like for a young player in the league. You came right out of college and won a championship, came straight in the league and won a championship. And then also as an entrepreneur, but then lastly, you challenged me to do this and anybody to do this that got into the league to give back to the community. Yep. yep. You was on us about that. I came and played at Magic Midnight Summer Classic <laughs> multiple times, and it was not just about the game. So yep. can you talk about how important it has been for you to always give back to the community? It's so important because you you and I and others, and so many others, been blessed. And, and the community helped us, Jalen. They put us in these seats that we're in right now today. Mm -hmm. Somebody helped us. You know, St. Cecilia, you know, you know, we we can tell a lot of stories about Detroit right. and, and and George Gervin helped me. You know, if it wasn't for Gervin taking me aside, and, young fella, you need to do it like this and do it like that. Terry Furlow taking me aside, telling me what to do, you know, on and on and on. It was so many people who helped me achieve my goals and dreams. So my job was to go back and do the same thing for mm -hmm. others. And, and, and it, it doesn't have to be in sports. Matter of fact, I probably help more people outside of sports Correct. than I have mm -hmm. <laughs> in sports. Right. And so I just want to bless them. Hey, you want to go to college? So my wife and I, uh, through the Magic Johnson Foundation, we've sent over 10,000 minority students to college. Wow, incredible. Because that's what it's about, right? Mm -hmm. And we built 20 technology centers, one in Harlem, one in Chicago, on and on and on, LA, all over the country, because a lot of minority kids can't afford to own a laptop and have it in their home. So we have Correct. to help them with that, give them access so that they can do their homework. So 
I'm all about touching the urban communities across this country. You're about the same thing. We tell them education is the key. Education mm -hmm. can change your world, your zip code, yes. everything. Yes. You've got to get a good education. And you and I have always been about promoting education to yes. those who live in the inner cities. And one of the great things, one of the brilliant things you did is you understand imagery. And you know, when I'm looking at something on television or when I go to a movie theater, when I leave, that's in my psyche. Yep. And you took that and you created theaters and they're not just movie theaters. And one of them is in Harlem and one of them is outside of DC. Like literally where you highlight black films and Latino films and actors that aren't necessarily highlighted for the mainstream. So what should the experience be like for somebody that attends a magic theater? And why was that important for you to do so? Well, let, let's think about this. Most my, uh, African-Americans, Latinos, they just can't go to the Nick game, the Laker game, you know, on and on and on, or the, to an NFL game, you know, and take their families. They're priced out of that. So what was going on, Jalen, when I did my homework and research, now that's, that's we got to write that down. Homework, <laughs> homework and research. And research. <laughs> Analytics. <laughs> I found out that African-Americans were the number one group of people going to the movies, mm. but there were no theaters in our community. Wow. And that's what made me build Magic Johnson Theaters because we wanted to take our family somewhere affordable. Mm -hmm. And so theater and the movies were still the most affordable thing that we could take our family to. So I did a partnership with Sony and that's when we started building Magic Johnson Theaters. And man, this is what really I'm proud of. My first theater in LA came in the top 10 highest gross in theaters wow. in the nation. When everybody outside said no way it would work, no, they're going to tear it up. They're going to burn it down. I remember oh, that. They're going to be shooting. They're going to be right. fighting. They're going to be gang right. banging. Are you sure you want to do that in the community? That's right. That's right. And, and, and so I meant, I, this is what really changed everything, Jalen. I went and sat down with the Bloods and the Crips both leaders. And I said, listen, it can't be no violence here. Matter of fact, I hire some of you guys mm. and put you to work. You know what? I hired 10 out of the game, wow. both games, 20 wow. game members, 50, 15 of them stayed permanently. Wow. And it's really changed their life. See, that's what we're talking about, Jalen. So I love what I've been able to do affect change in the inner cities, just like you. Uh, and like you said, the image is important. See, for a black young person or a Latino, they need to see it, feel it, and touch it. Yes. If they yes. can do those yes. things, now you can talk to them. See, the reason you're so effective, Jalen, is because they see you on your show, Jalen and Jacoby. They see you on the NBA countdown. They see you now writing this column. Yes. <laughs> they see your schools. I can keep going. And because of that, now you're a trusted voice. You can come into any Black community, any Latino community, and say, hey, education is important. Then they're going to yeah. say, yeah, I, I trust Jalen. I believe it because I see it, what it's done for Jalen. Absolutely. Well said. And 
along with Dwayne Wade, who has recently been in the news for fiercely defending his daughter, Zaya, and her, her ability to be who she is That's authentically. Right. You've also been very public about your unconditional love. My brother, EJ, your son, <laughs> who doesn't necessarily conform to gender norms. When you see the stories like Dwayne Wade's, how do it make you feel? It makes me feel proud and good because, listen, my son EJ announced that he was gay a long time ago. And Cookie and I love him to death. Hey, be who you want to be. We're going to yes. support you. We're going to love you. It don't change nothing when it comes to us as your parents. And so because of that love, because of that support, now he even feels better that he can go out and wear his dress or carry his purse and feel good and comfortable with doing it. And now because of that, more people have said, hey, we support EJ or more people support, you know, D-Wade's son, you know, because let them yeah. be who they want to be. That's what it's all about. And just show them love and continue to support them. And guess what has happened? Both of them have changed a lot of young people's lives yes. because they yeah. looked at them and said, oh, wow, yes, he's free. He gets to be who he wants to be. They were able to go to their parents and say, you know what? I'm coming out. Yes. I'm coming out to my family. EJ has gotten so many letters across the world, not just here in the United States, but around the world that he's changed young people's life who were living in the dark, who was living in fear, Jalen, before. Mm -hmm. And now they're living in the light and they have confidence to go and tell people, hey, in their family, that this is who I am. This is who I'm going to be. I hope you still love me. I hope you still support me. And then they look at Cookie and I and say, because of that love and support, we're going to support our son or daughter. Absolutely. And my final question before I get to my rapid fire, I actually have two. Number one, as you brought up your lovely wife, Cookie, and I think about Dwayne Wade and his lovely wife, Gabrielle Union, and seeing the support that the WNBA is now getting because it's over 80% black and the influence that it had on the election and some of the amazing voices in that league. Can you just talk about the power of those voices that you now see be highlighted? Well, Jalen, let's, let's, let's applaud them, right? Uh, both the NBA players as well as the WNBA, because it takes a lot to take a stance and, 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 and not worry about what's going to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. And so those women said, Hey, we stand for social justice. We stand for, we want to stop racism and discrimination and, and young black men getting killed, getting mm -hmm. murdered, you know? And so we don't, we want to just stop all this and pay, and also get attention. We want to make sure the world understands where we stand and we want to bring about change. And sure enough, they were able to do that with their voice, and also with the fact that they ran one of those owners out of Atlanta, the yes. Atlanta Dream, who was against, you know, uh, players speaking out, right? Shut up and just dribble, you know? Exactly. And so all the players said, Stick no, the sports. Not, that's right. We're not going to shut up. We're going to stand up and we want our voices heard and we want accountability. We want accountability. And we saw that happening. And I'm happy about what LeBron did to lead the NBA guys. 
And then I'm happy with the WNBA and what they did. And look what happened. Joe Biden became president because of that, you know, got people out the boat and they made a difference in a lot of people's lives. So, man, we can't thank them enough. And, 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 and that's what's changed, Jalen. When you play, when I played, normally it was one guy, mm-hmm. one guy here. Now it's everybody. Exactly. exactly. That's strong. When I played, exactly. you couldn't do that, right? Correct. Only maybe one person could Correct. think like that, but he really couldn't go public. Correct. Now everybody can go public and, and nothing will happen to them. Well, you know, there isn't a Magic Johnson project that is happening that I don't know about. <laughs> so just so you know, I hear that there's an upcoming documentary about your life. What can you tell us about it? Well, Jalen, you know, first my family is in it. Went back to Lansing, my teachers growing up there. And then, of course, hanging with Isaiah and uh, Larry Bird and Michael Jordan and wow. President Clinton, President Obama. So, you know, we we are so happy that I can tell my story on uh, where I started in Lansing, Michigan, where I ended up here in Los Angeles with three beautiful kids, two beautiful mm-hmm. grandchildren, and then a, a, a beautiful lo- a wife like you have as well with Molly. And so you and I are blessed. And so I just want them to see my journey, where I started growing up a poor young man in Lansing, Michigan, to now running my own company and, 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 and trying to make sure that I employ a lot of African-Americans and Latinos across this great country of ours. And uh, so it's going to be a lot of basketball, but it's going to be a lot of business. And then it's also going to be a lot of my students who I sent through college, just like you've done. And so I want them to understand that I'm well-rounded. And also, I never let anybody define who I could become. And that's why you and I really have this uh, relationship, because you never let anybody define who you could become. And you broke through where athletes (laughs) were having a tough time. You, 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 you in so many, you're wearing so many different hats and you're in so many different arenas and so am I. So I'm just blessed, man. And so the documentary is going to be great. It'll probably be later on, probably in the fall uh, toward the winter that we'll show it, but uh, we're almost finished. Well, I love you very much. I appreciate you. And before I let you get out of here, I have a rapid fire segment called right. Gone in 60 Seconds. You ready for this? I'm ready. Let's get it. Who's your favorite celebrity Laker fan? Wow. I would say Jack Nicholson. It had to be Jack. I almost went with Denzel, but Denzel came along a little later, so Jack. I'm going to go with Jack. <laughs> you taking your wife Cookie out to dinner in L.A. What restaurant are you hitting up? Uh, I'm going to hit up Mastro's. <laughs> classic, classic. What's your favorite international vacation destination? Oh, you already know I'm going to Europe. Uh, we've been going to Europe for 30 years. Uh, I love Italy, on the water, Portofino, Portochervo, you know, places like that. I'm always go to Europe, always. And I love Italian food, so her and I love Italian food. So yes. it's going to be somewhere in Italy for sure. I know. I follow you on social, and <laughs> you don't just go for a weekend. You see, like, y'all go for, like, three months. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Y'all got a yacht out there that's so huge, you earned it. What current NBA player do you admire the most? 
Wow, I, I would have to say it's, it's, it's really three of them, uh, and it's not just one. So LeBron, for, you know, the way he's played, and, uh, I mean, he's on Rock Rush, and anybody's Rushmore team, you know. Also, Kevin Durant, how he's changed the game, being 6'11", we've never seen a player like that. And then Steph Curry is the other person who um, I think – really made the entertainment side of the NBA. He was really the guy who who brought the entertainment side. Every kid uh, loves Steph Curry. So those are the three guys. I would say LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and Steph Curry. Those are the three guys. And last but not least, did you ever listen to music before a game or before closing the deal? If so, name a song that gets you hype or gets you motivated? Well, I would say I listen to music before every single game, going back to junior <laughs> high all the way, high school, college, and the NBA. And I'm going to tell you, the, the songs that I usually play were Michael Jackson, bro. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, you put on any Michael Jackson song, ABC, <laughs> Love You Save, I, I can keep going. And most people don't know this, Jalen. I went on three tours with Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah, Isaiah Thomas and I, we went on tour with Michael Jackson, and man, we had the time of our lives. You put Michael Jackson on, I, I am a big, huge Michael Jackson fan. First, it was the Jackson 5, and then Michael Jackson. Well, I love you, Urban Magic Johnson. Too, Appreciate you taking the time, and look forward to seeing you when your Los Angeles Lakers are in this year's NBA Finals. All right, God bless you, man. Keep doing what you're doing, and thanks for having me on. My pleasure. Last call. Last call. I want to humbly thank my idol, Irvin Magic Johnson, for stopping by the podcast. One of the things I love most about Magic is that his basketball legacy is the least important to him. Think about that. One of the top five players of all time. He places such an importance on giving back to the community. And you don't have to be Magic Johnson to give back. You don't have to be famous to leave a legacy of good. There are small things you can do in your community today that can leave a big impact. I challenge you right now. Sign up for volunteer work. Sign up to be a mentor. Get a group together. Have a $5 party. Give the proceeds to your local homeless shelter. Donate your time and tutor at a school. Give back to the community. We need your contribution. It's showtime.